Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Welcome to Sunday. For those that are joining us for the first time, thank you for being here. What I mean, I don't know. I this is like for me, forget it. You know what I'm saying? Like the the Sunday people are like the people that give me the strength for the entire week. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for joining us. We've been talking a lot about this idea of um, discipline, where we left off at the end of last week was getting underneath what discipline could be, how much we could be thinking into the future as a method to prepare our futures, our current selves for what we're dealing with. And we were going through some of the questions last, last week about how that applies. And one of the areas that we keep on going back to really is interpersonal relationships. A lot of the things that we go through on a weekly, daily basis with other people, bosses or family members, children, really is a manifestation of being thrown by what comes our way. Let me give you another example. If you're living in America, there's a pretty serious election coming up. And I am not going into politics here. But it seems to be that this election is very charged. And at the end of it, there's going to be people that lose and they're going to be really upset. A great exercise that we can do this week is picturing future self. That's Wednesday, assuming that everything is fine and there's no election thing. Assuming that we get the answers Tuesday night. Seeing into Wednesday and trying to, in our minds, play out scenarios and then adapting for what's going to happen if the, the president is elected that I didn't want. And then in our own minds, now preparing ourselves for three days so that I can handle that differently, right? I'm going to potentially deal with the scenario in front of me. So today I have to be thinking there and saying, I may lose or my president, my team may lose. How do I deal with it? How do I grapple with it? Once we recognize that one of the key aspects of discipline is the recognition that I am, I am fallible, that I am imperfect, and that I will trip up the limbic system, the, the, the impulse will overwhelm me. It will trigger my mind to get into the illusion of validity. If this person is the, is the president, then this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, that's going to happen. And this is the path that I see that is all negative. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. And I don't really know that. I don't know the future. I don't really know how this plays out. Right? All the stuff that we're talking about. This is like a real life scenario that we can go through that you can't go through lots of other times. That story of planning out the future. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Planning out the future is critical. So let's go a little bit further because I really would like by this week to shift to the next trait. 
that we're trying to build together. A little more comfortable. That's okay. L'chaim, for those that are in their coffee. This is a multiple one for me already. So I had the opportunity to sit with a, a business this last week. Great people. A group of people sat around the table and they had expressed some concerns about another department in the company. And we had a discussion about an issue that was a legitimate issue. And what was happening week after week or year after year was that the usual way of dealing with this department wasn't working. The person that was in that department was, let's say, impulsive or emotional. And when you deal with that person, the interactivity that would be normal in a business world wasn't happening. It just they weren't getting what they needed. So when you use normal way of seeing the world, I get there, we're supposed to have that conversation. It wasn't happening. They weren't taking in the, the advice. There, there was a breakdown in communication. So in going through different scenarios, what we came up with was, wait a second. We know this is going to happen. So in six months from now, when we need to work together, interdisciplinary, interdepartment relationships. And if we don't, we're, the business is not going to be as successful. It's not going to happen. We know it. We're going into the future. And we know when we're in the future, right? We're sitting here day one. We know in three months, the limbic system, the emotionality will go crazy. And we've been here before. So we know it's not going to happen. If it happens, great. But let's be realistic. It may not happen. So what we could do is we can start today to put in a habit that will slowly get us together or solve the issue in a way that is not major for anybody. We don't need a long conversation. We don't need a big powwow. We don't have to like head it off. Just by creating a small habit today and continuing that habit all the way by the time it gets to that moment where we needed that collaboration, we won't even need it as much. It'll just be part of the habits. And that's what we did. That's what we're doing. We're going to create a habit in the company every week so that in six months, when we're supposed to have this big interdepartmental meeting, it won't even matter as much because we'll be doing a lot of the work for weeks and months in a much more subtle way than we would otherwise. One of the greatest ways you deal with discipline is you think about what habits you can put into place before you need the discipline that won't change your life. This is, by the way, if you remember, we did the plus one thing. And I got a great email from uh, a listener who was the, um, who named the term Navy Zeals. We were talking about the 15% 1%. This is the whole essence of 1%. If you remember back then, a couple of months ago, we did the 1% rule. 
which is if you really want to understand how your brain works, it gets 1% better because 1% your, your brain can handle and 1% is enough to like really take that neurological connections that we're building and just round it out. You don't have to fight your brain to go 1%. Right? When we spoke last week about delaying for five minutes as a technique and discipline, you don't have to like kill yourself to do something for five more minutes. You ever work out with a trainer? That's what they use all the time. You could do anything for 30 seconds. So stand on your head and like, I'm like, no, I can't. You could do anything for 30 seconds. That's like the, the, like the, that's like the trainer. If you ever go to like, I guess, training school, that's like probably the first thing they tell you in training school. Tell your clients you could do anything for 30 seconds. So lift is 5,000 pounds for 30 seconds. You're like, I, I don't can't. They're like, you can do anything for 30 seconds, right? That technique of delaying is a technique that we're using basically to increase ourselves by 1%. We're just delaying the things that we want that we shouldn't have to get to 1%. That's what it is. It's just one more percent. You can hold out one more percent, which is five minutes, which is 30 seconds, which is 10 minutes, whatever it is. So let's do it on the positive. If you really want to, over time, change your discipline, and this is the thinking-acting thing. This is, and I hope everyone thinks, I hope the things are coming together. This is the whole idea of journaling. The whole concept of journaling is just to get this way of thinking. So when you think through your future self, what's happening is you're saying to yourself, okay, listen, honestly, I keep on having this issue. When my son comes home from school, we keep on fighting. When my husband do this thing, does this thing, we fight over dumb things. I had a great email with someone from someone this week. This, you guys are the best. The emails you send me, I hope I get back to you quick enough. The, I mean, Andy, I've been talking about better ways that I can respond, but they're very insightful. And someone wrote me a great email saying she's realizing that a lot of the conversations she's having with her husband that they're conflicting are, are really meaningless. That's right. Most marriages fight over dumb things. Most marriages erode. When I mean erode, I don't mean erode into divorce every time. I mean erode into mediocrity over dumb things. It's true. It's life. Most people are annoyed with their spouse for parts of the day and then multiply that by their weeks and then by their months and then by their years over dumb things. Like if you look at a marriage and you see them fighting, there are marriages that are mediocre because it's just a consistent amount of mediocre relationships because it's over dumb things. It doesn't really matter whether he did this or she did this. It doesn't matter. And if anybody was put up against the wall and like, God forbid someone was sick, they would forget it. But they don't because it's, they're just living regular lives. And that's the stuff that we did earlier with Irving Yalom. Do you remember when he, when he interviewed the people that, were, that, that had cancer and that recovered and they said that if they would go through it again, because as soon as they had an illness that could potentially take their lives, everyone around them became real and the relationships became real. So as opposed to having to have someone having to deal with it on the, on, on, through the negative, let's deal with it on the positive. The reason why me and my husband, me and my wife don't have an intimate, loving relationship is because I know it's happening. It's because every time this happens, I get annoyed. The reason why I don't deliver is because I always wait to the last minute. This happens, remember, I don't, you know, thank God back in the days when I was in school. If you're listening to this young, God bless you. If you're having a kid this, you know, this age, 
You see this all the time. I remember when I was in school, I'll never forget. This happened every single time. I'd get to the end of a semester. I'd study my my brains out because I wanted to get, get good grades. I wouldn't, I wouldn't study a lick in, during the semester. No way. Like I, that wasn't even my world. I played basketball and hockey all day. And then at the end of the semester, after being annoyed for being in class, I would like get to the end of it. And then the night before, I'd like really sort of cram. And I always had this feeling of like, this is kind of interesting. You ever had this feeling? I'm like, wow, history is cool. Like, I didn't know. Like, that's so cool. It happened with like Robert Lee. And like, I'm thinking like, I should really, you know what? Next semester, I should really pay attention because like, if I did this every night for five minutes, like this whole thing with math, like this is awesome. I always get that feeling like the day of the final, like this is awesome. I'm like, you know what I got to do? It's only 10 minutes just to study. You ever get that sense? And then like the next semester comes and like you're playing ball and hockey and then you get annoyed the whole way through. Future self. When you look into the future and you say, I'm dealing with the same stuff year after year. I'm making the same resolutions. It's the same stuff. Okay, different manifestations, the same stuff. I don't have discipline in these particular areas. I have to increase my discipline. I have to increase my ability to say no to the wrong things in these particular things. And if I don't, I won't get control over it. I want to get control over how I eat. I want to get control over how I talk. I want to get control over how quickly I give up. I want to get control over when I get up in the morning. I want to get control over how I treat people. I want to gain control. I want to lay more pipes from my soul into my prefrontal cortex. I want to live a rational life. I want to be in control. I want to, I want to have a broader perspective in life. And if we take the minutes to think about areas we want to get control in, and we say to ourselves, honestly, I'm going to get emotional. I'm going to get impulsive. I will. I always do. Or I sometimes do. What can I put into my life that's 1% so that when I get to this point, I'm a different person? The greatest way to win a fight is to avoid it. Period. The greatest way to win a fight is to go over it. Because as soon as you fight, you're you're kicking up dust. So if I am battling eating terribly at night, when I get tonight, I'm going to lose. Why would, I even, why would I even get there? So yeah, when I get to the fight, and if I'm losing the fight, I can use a technique, 10 more minutes. To, we got it. We got that technique. That was last week. So if I'm in the middle of that emotional moment and I'm losing, okay, I got something I can use. I know. Delay. I'm in 10 minutes. I'm in 10 minutes. Good. I'm running and I can't handle it anymore. 10 minutes. I got it. But why even fight? What do I got to do to put into my life something small that can reroute me completely? Maybe if I got up 15 minutes earlier and spent that time making food, then when I got to the end of the day, I can reach for that and it's something out there. So I won't have to go into the cabinet and stare at it for 20 minutes and ultimately pull out the thing that I shouldn't be eating because I'm starving. Maybe I can put into my calendar a reminder to call my wife when I'm at work or text her how much I love her so that at the end of the week or at the end of the night, 
I'm, I've built so much goodwill that when these little things come up, they pale in comparison to all the goodwill that I did. Maybe I can create a habit of where I shut my phone off. If I can't get out of bed in the morning because I keep on scrolling down my phone or I can't go to bed on time because I keep on looking at my phone, maybe I can create a habit where I just leave my phone out of my room and I buy, and I buy a regular alarm clock, maybe one that gives the dollar of charity the wrong one like we spoke about. And I go on amazon.com today and I purchase a regular old fashioned alarm clock. Like, you know, the ones with like the big red, uh, you know, letters back like we had in the old days before we had to have everything flowing through that little thing. And I can just leave it downstairs. I can tell you one of the things that changed me. I wish I still, I still wish I say, I still do it. Years ago, I was involved in something about phones. It was a great campaign called Data Disconnect. And I was really inspired by it. And I had in my house a black, uh, a mahogany box that somebody bought me for my birthday for cigars. And then it ended up being not for cigars, it ended up being for my car keys. You know, look at that happens. I repurposed it. And it was in my office, my study when I got home, not my study. If you remember the white backgrounds, whatever. And I did for many, for many months. I came home, I put my car keys in that box and I put my phone in the box. And for the first hour of me being home, I didn't even have my phone on me. Awesome. It was awesome. I didn't have to fight the, I'm talking to my kid and something's buzzing fight. I've, I've pre-planned it. I knew this would happen. I knew I'd be talking to my kid and he'd be talking about something that little kids talk about, which isn't very interesting to adults, even though you love your child more than life itself. After you hear the story the first four times, even if you're the greatest guy in the world, at least me, it gets boring. Playing rat-a-tat-cat or, you know, Monopoly, you know, with Mario version or whatever else you're playing is boring when you're playing as a little Achilles for me. They're cute. I love them, but it's boring. So you take, you know, you look or look, but no, you're not looking at my phone. I'm talking to my children, but I'm going to fight that battle. And I know me. Okay. Let's stop doing the delay technique. I'll use it if I have no choice, but why don't I plan something? Why don't I plan for it and put something to, into practice that doesn't even get me to the battle? I'll drop my phone in the box and I'll come back to it after an hour. I'll put a timer on so that it beeps after one hour because God forbid should be outside my phone for more than an hour. So many things like this in our lives we can avoid if we just recognize that we are imperfect and it's okay. It's not even imperfect. It's just how we're built. It's not, it's just how this, it's not even imperfect. I don't even think that's an imperfection that we're, that we have the limbic system. God gave it to us. How could it be imperfect? It's just how we're built. We're built to be overwhelmed by impulse. Something wrong with that. It's just that we have to learn how to navigate it. And one of the greatest ways to navigate the impulsivity is to plan for it. And this is where your journaling comes in because the more we look into the future and go, okay, what am I dealing with this week? What can I do on Sunday, on Monday, wherever you listen to this, whenever day you listen to this? What can I do to put something in for 
five minutes to avoid the issue entirely so that by the time I get to the usual battle, I'm not even in the game anymore. I've, I have thought through it and I'm out. And once we, we think, and there's so many things we can think about. There's so many things, a friend of mine who was very forgetful, simple stuff, changed his whole life. Every time he missed a birthday and an anniversary, which he always does, he just put it into his calendar for the next year. He doesn't have that problem anymore. And then as he grew in his own financial capacity, and he has, now he has a secretary, he has an office now. So now his secretary is in his office three days before the birthday with options for what he should buy. It was a simple adjustment, but he's got it. And he's got everyone's birthdays and he's got, you know, his dad, he's an uncle, whatever. And what does it cost him a year? For, for him, it cost him not so much money. And he avoids all these issues because he's thought through and he said, okay, I'm going to deal with it next year. In a year from now, I'm going to miss my wife's birthday again. I'm going to miss my niece's birthday again. Think about that this week. We'll talk about this a little more. Think through what's coming down the pike and think about a habit that I can do every day or consistently, not once or twice. What habit can I put in to my life so that if I continue this habit every day or consistently, I will be a different person or I will have a different path that when I'm going to come up against the thing that will make me emotional, it will either be less emotional or I will avoid it altogether. Because one of the greatest ways to use our brains is through the imagination that we have. The prefrontal cortex is rational in the future. When we do it, we could put ourselves into an entirely different state of mind when we're up against the things that keep us bringing us down. Okay, we'll continue this. Thanks so much for, for tuning in. Great to have you guys. And um, with God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day.